to have it as our permanent intro, but probably get outvoted. Morning, everybody. Ben and Woods, 97.3 The Fan. Happy Wednesday to you. Been a fun week so far. I don't know that today's show is going to be as fun. I'll tell you that right out of uh, right out of the get-go. But uh, we'll do our best to navigate through a very, very interesting and uh, disappointing day yesterday on social media, certainly. If you haven't heard about that, we will get into that today. Uh, former Padres pitcher Mike Clevenger. We've got a lot to uh, to say, a lot to parse out as best we can, as best we can. Um, but yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a bummer to uh, to follow along with that whole uh, storyline yesterday on social media. But listen, we've got other things to talk about as well. Uh, we do get to be together with you, the tier ones. Greatly appreciate you guys. I'm Woodsy. That's Paul Rindel. He's our executive producer. Good morning, Paulie. Good morning. I like that hat you have. That it's a Padres hat. It's a black hat, and it's SD. What's the? I I don't know. This is a Christmas gift. I've never seen it before. Um, is it like it's New Era? I believe Megan got it on the MLB website. Paul Ben, what would you? How would you characterize it's, it's City Connect ish? It's City Connect ish because City it's Connect. a black hat, like, almost like an inverted City Connect. But yeah, with a black hat, I don't know. It's pink it's and a, pink and blue SD. Yeah, it's, yeah. it doesn't feel like it's, it's cool. It's, it's, it's like, like a, a it's almost like a zebra it's not pattern. Like a, yeah, yeah. Blue and and pink. I really enjoyed that hat. Thank you. I saw a lot of consternation yesterday uh, about the spring training hats. We can talk about those as well. Benjamin Higgins, your friendly neighborhood sports anchor, is here, feeling a little bit more uh, well rested today. Yesterday was a toughie for you. It was. I, I thought we had a really good show yesterday. Great show yesterday for a Tuesday. After, I was oh. dead afterwards. I was a zombie all day long, and it was just a tough day to get through. I did. I went out to the the golf tournament uh, for a little while, got my credentials, and uh, all set up. I've got 
coverage today going straight after the show over to Torrey Pines. I'm in the uh, the midday newscast at 11 a.m. Uh, from the golf course, and then we'll be there 4, 5, 6, and 7 all day long. So, uh, you know, we've got another... Another long one today. Maybe Matt Janella should cover you for the grind. It's a different kind of grind. Uh, we talked to Matt yesterday. He's got a new series on Fire Pit Collective. Go to YouTube. If you like entertaining, uh, dynamic stories about human beings that are trying to make it in the world, um, it, it's really, really well done. Jesse Agler is the narrator, but it focuses on the grind of trying to make the PGA Tour. Your grind is a different grind. My grind is a different grind. Uh, Paulie's grind is a different grind, but yours is is really. I think about it a lot. I thought about it last night as I crawled into my bed. I crawled in bed at eight p.m. on the nose and pulled the covers up, put my AirPods in, and watched a little TV. I watched. It's embarrassing. I watched Sopranos again for the love of God. I'm so out of things to watch, so I just start Sopranos over for the. For the billionth time. I know it by heart. I don't have to watch the screen. I can just listen to it, and I know exactly what's happening. So I'm watching Sopranos. I'm thinking about Ben at 8. And you still had a good, solid four hours after that. And I always think about that, and I feel a tinge, a twinge of guilt. But it's not my fault. You know, I mean, (laughs) would I like to snap my fingers and have a, a more normal, easier schedule? I guess so, but... At the same time, I don't think I'm sitting here with you doing this terrific show or having my job if I haven't been grinding this whole time. For sure. And it doesn't just magically no, it doesn't. happen. I think people, you know, expect, "Hey, I'm talented. I know I know I can do this. It'll just hey, just a good break and it'll magically happen and I'll have a dream job." Right. And at least in my experience, it's taken a ton of you know, a ton of years of doing this to even remotely make it seem kind of easy at some point and sure. it's not it's still not easy it's but it's very time consuming it's taken a lot of time and i've had to put in put in the work every single day you know, disciplined to get up very early stay up very late and be disciplined to get to this point and i'm i'm glad i did because i love what i do and i still get to enjoy it every single day yeah i mean and it's as tough as as that is i mean you know there are people that work jobs that are way more important you know doctors and 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 people that you know first responders that are pulling 24-hour shifts, we get it. I absolutely get it. Um, I sympathize with you as well. I just don't see it every day like I do with Ben. Um, but I get that a lot. Like, I get, um, in fact, one of our, our dear, dear friends, Allie Rat, Allison Ratzlaff, we used to work with at the old station. She hit me up recently and said, hey, I've got a guy, and I get this a lot. I got a guy, he loves sports, wants to get into sports media. And I, uh, are you guys doing interns? I said, well... California law plus Odyssey's policies mixed together doesn't really allow for interns. Trust me, there's nothing in the world I would love more than to have four interns. Paulie, teach them how to do this so that'll free you up. Ben, have them do this so that'll free you up. Um, Get my coffee. You know, throw your weight around a little bit. But it's not like we're going to pay you. No, we're not paying you. And nowadays, it's kind of, you can't really do do that anymore. So she hits me up and says, I got this kid. You will love him. He's super dynamic, and he wants to be in sports radio. And and I said, look, we don't have interns. Give him my number. Uh, Here's my number. If he wants to call me, I love to answer questions. I love to talk to people that want to do this for a living. But there's no magic formula. I mean, there's really not. And you can say... 
Oh, you just work hard and you'll get there. There's no there's no guarantee, and that's the weirdest part about it. You know, it. it's funny, it's the unintended consequences of good intentions because that's how I got my start. I basically I had a two day a week internship at the old six ninety radio station and I just ended up I just started showing up every day. It's like I I can help out. They uh, they need me. I can tell they need my help, so I'm gonna just show up every you day did. until they hire me. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, so I just I just started coming every day of the week. I did very similar. Yeah, uh, we would have like weekly 9 a.m. meetings when I was a not an intern, but I was a very part time promotions guy. Like yep. I was getting ready to go to the Del Mar Fair and ha- you know pass out stickers yeah. and spin the wheel. Circus Vargas tickets. And I go, well, traffic already sucks to get anywhere at n- by nine. I got to leave La Mesa by eight. I might as well leave it. 6.30, yeah. beat the traffic, and I would go in, and I would I learned from my buddy how to use the board. Get a little FaceTime in, too. Yeah. Like, man, that yeah. Rindle's always creeping around here. That Higgins <laughs> is always here. And all of a sudden, then got hired and changed but, departments. But first and- of all, I was lucky enough that, that I had the time to do that. I just graduated college. I was, wasn't even living on my own yet, so I could spend that time uh, you know, in the evenings every single day helping out. But now, as you said, you know, they have more laws to protect Protect people, you know, against abusing unpaid labor and just making people work for nothing for months and months, which shouldn't happen, of course, right? You should absolutely you shouldn't not be making people do work for months and months and calling it an internship with the hopes that someday they'll get a job out of it. That's really not fair. But the unintended consequence of the good intention is now we can't really even offer any internships. We we can't let people in here to learn how to do this. Um, some of it's COVID. Some of it's, though, you can't just uh, abuse unpaid labor sure. to do nothing. So then no one really gets the opportunity and to it, come in here and learn. And it's funny, and I don't know people, I don't even know if you guys will believe me when I say, but I, I, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. The one thing about this industry, just the one thing that really rubs me the wrong way is that it does not foster new talent. It just doesn't. Uh, in my opinion, when Ben and Woods is a show, one thing this industry needs to do better is exactly that. Foster new talent. That's how it was 20 years ago. That's who Craig and I were. We were the guys who were busting our butt behind the scenes most of the time. Yeah. But every once in a while, Fill someone in time. would go on vacation and they'd need a weekend show or a night show. And we would jump in. Abs- like like. Oh my God! This is our chance. Yeah, here we, we go. Here it. we go. Here we and, go. And maybe we kind of dream. Hey, and that we're going to get discovered, and it's going to turn into something big. Well, it took a long time to get there, longer than I probably expected it would have back then. But you know, now there's no one around here to no. to jump in when we're on. We just have to go to CBS Network programming. You know, I I, w- I agree with you. I wish there was someone like that. Now, like at Channel Ten, we have a couple of paid interns, and it's incredibly competitive. You'll have. 300 college students applying for these paid internships and it's a a whole process and then they'll they'll go around departments and I may even have them for a day you know to hey learn what the sports person does but that doesn't it doesn't help me that much to have an intern for a day no (laughs) it doesn't by the time I you know would tell them here's what you could do to help me they're on to another rotation to do something else so I mean it's good that we do that and and that helps you know get people into the industry but in terms of like you said fostering talent it you know we we just can't do that anymore yet. i wish we could i wish we could i would be i would be all about it i, I think it's the the best way to for our job security though well, no one 
No. But it's like, but there's... <laughs> no one coming in to take our job. Well, there's, yeah, but I mean, it's, I guess you can look at it that way. But the other thing is, like, let's make the next generation of of Ben and Woods. Let's make the next generation of of people that want to do this. Because without that, I mean, the thing dies, right? If you're not bringing... What if, what if there's no minor leagues? There's no minor leagues. Like, are you, we're going to have to have a tryout. We need a third baseman this year. We don't have minor leagues. Hope you can play, buddy. Like, it just it shouldn't work that way. So I, that's one of the things I, I lament about this business these days is it's hard to find and, and foster new talent. I would love to do it. If you ever have questions, if you ever want to get in this industry, hit me up. I love to talk about it. I love to help. It's done wonders for my life. I've had a almost 13 years, almost to the day. It's next week, I think. Uh, career and I just it's changed my life so so much I think about it all the time of what I what I should be doing right now and what I get to do uh, on a daily basis and it just blows blows me away still so um, that's my only gripe I, other than that this industry is just fantastic <laughs> <laughs> not a damn thing wrong nothing. with it nothing nothing not a thing all. wrong with it so uh, yeah today should be an interesting show we got our pal Jeff Fletcher going to be joining us from the OC Register now. We kicked around yesterday. Is Artie Moreno really a bad owner? And we never really came to a conclusion. Jeff's going to be able to shed a little bit more light uh, on on what's going on with the Angels right now. It's yeah. tough for us because, like, if Peter Seidler is the bar, he's the bar. <laughs> like, so yes, then the answer is yes. He's a bad owner. Almost everybody's a bad owner. Yeah. I mean, he's an unsuccessful owner for Correct. sure. I mean, is there a difference between an unsuccessful owner, unsuccessful and a bad owner? on the field, but he has just had the opportunity to flip his 183 million into 3 billion. So does that make you a success? In my eyes, yes. Your product is worth way more than it used to be. You're successful. But wins and losses, rings, playoff appearances, winning seasons even, yes, massive failure as an owner. So we'll talk to Jeff uh, about that coming up at 8:35 and he's always great. Of course, yesterday we uh, previewed the Hall of Fame announcement for uh baseball and uh, there was one guy who got in yesterday, Scott Rowland. A couple of others came very close. We'll talk about the final vote uh, coming up. We also have a Daily Diddy selection. Paul gets the choice here on a Wednesday. Artist who passed away in 2022. That is coming up next as we get started here on a Wednesday morning. First round of the Farmers Insurance Open begins at 9 a.m. It's less than three hours away. Big sports week, of course. Conference championship Sunday in the NFL ahead as well. It's Ben and Woods. Glad to have you with us. Let's uh, check traffic and then we get into it here on a Wednesday morning on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan.
As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left. Cause I've been blasting and laughing so long that even my mama thinks that my mind is gone. But I ain't never crossed a man that didn't deserve it. Me be treated like a punk, you know that's unheard of. You better watch how you're talking and where you're walking. Or you and your homies might be lying in chalk. I really hate the trip, but I gotta lope. As they croak, I see myself in the pistol smoke. Fool, I'm the kind of G the little homies wanna be like on my knees in the night, saying prayers in the street light. Damn, Coolio, Paulie, what a great, great pick for our in memoriam theme. It's another one I kind of forgot that <laughs> happened did, last I year. I kind of did too, man. September, it wasn't that long ago at all. I know. Kind of did too. Ugh. I feel like he was just playing somewhere, like a casino or something. And did you go see him? He was here last year at some point, or maybe the year before. It all runs together, but yeah, he did a, a set here somewhere. I want to say it was like down in OB or something, but I guess he came on really late. This <laughs> was not great, but uh, yeah, rest in peace to the great Coolio Benjamin. I like this song a lot. I know you do. I, know you do. I was actually surprised and a little worried for Paul that I hadn't maybe chosen it as a game <laughs> at some point because I really do enjoy this one. Man, it's so nice to log into Twitter and see nice messages. Uh, Caitlin tweets in, listening to Ben and Woods is my favorite way to start my work day. And then Paula Valenzuela said, um, what did she say? She said, listening to Ben and Woods lifts my spirit. Lifts my spirit. Morning, guys. And then she said, I'm your biggest fan from south of the border. That's me. Thank you, guys. Flattery, uh, by the way, will get you literally everywhere. Literally everywhere. Whatever you guys need. It's on us. Discounted show the rest of the week. On the house. How about you get this show free today? We're feeling mighty generous here on Ben and Woods this morning. Well, uh, at the end of the show yesterday, we talked to Bernie Wilson, our friend from the Associated Press, one of the uh, Hall of Fame voters in the Baseball Writers Association of America, Went through his ballot and just kind of the process of how how people decide. And we talked about the guys who were potentially close to election. And when the announcement came down yesterday, Woods, uh, one player got in. Seven-time All-Star Scott Rowland, third baseman for the Philadelphia Phillies, got just, just enough of the vote. Uh, 76.3%. You need at least... 75% for election to the Hall of Fame. Made it by five votes. Yep. Five. God. And Bernie was one of those. Yes. It was uh, on the ballot. We talked to him yesterday about that. So, you know, important votes. So he'll be honored alongside Fred McGriff, who was uh, in, uh, chosen by the Contemporary Era Committee a couple of months ago this summer in Cooperstown as kind of the two-man class of 2023. But there were also a number of players who made some big gains in the vote and got very close. Todd Helton was at 72.2%, which almost certainly means that he'll probably get in next year. Uh, Billy Wagner getting very close, 68.1%. Andrew Jones at 58.1%. And Gary Sheffield at 55%. All coming up short, but all sort of in the range where you could imagine them getting elected next year. Wild stat about Andrew Jones I saw yesterday. uh, One of four center fielders to have 10 gold gloves and 400 home runs. The first three were first ballot Hall of Famers. Did not know that. Don't know who they are. Didn't know that. And I looked at that and I went, okay, well, why isn't he in then? Right? That seems to be a, a no-brainer. You have now, you've set the line with the other three guys in that pretty exclusive club. There's only four four people to do it. He's not in. 
I did see a little bit of consternation about Scott Rowland yesterday. Uh, 280 hitter in his career, had a long career, certainly won a bunch of gold gloves. He was a, he, I looked at that and I went, okay, fine. Like, yeah, he hit 280, but the defense never wavered. He was, when I think about defensive third baseman from that era, I think about Scott Rowland and the, the dumb adage of you can't tell the story about baseball uh, without, you know, Scott Rowland. In that, in his era, he was the best. He was one of the best third basemen around. So, uh, had no problem with him getting in whatsoever. The interesting thing is, and they were they were kicking this around. What does he? Go, what do you guys remember Scott Rowland as? For me, he's a Cardinal. I remember him as a Cardinal. Oh yeah, I forgot he played for four teams. Huh. I could I, not I think name him all as a four. Phil, I think of him as a Philly. Do you? Yeah. I think of him as a Cardinal. Cardinal for sure. Yeah, it's wild. It's just w- an absolute just a, a vacuum glove. Yes, at the, third base, one hundred percent. He was with the Blue Jays. No. Yeah, Scott. Let me. I'm, I'll pull it up. Scott <laughs> Rowland. I remember Phillies and Cardinals. I, he was with the Phillies for the first and the Reds uh, six years of his career, and then with the Cardinals for the next six five years, six years, yeah. and then a couple of years with the Blue Jays, and then and then finished with the Reds. The last four. Yeah, I would have. I would have uh, lost that bet too. Four different teams. Yep. I, I guess. Um, I just. I always picture the old Phillies announcer Harry Callis. It's a long drive by Scott Rowland to deep left field early in his career when he was kind of making his name. But, yeah, that's uh, that's true. He did play for four different teams. So he's in. Um, they had a really sweet video of him walking into his parents' house yesterday. And his mom kind of looks Saw at him. That, yeah. His mom kind of looks at him, and he nods, and she's, oh, and then his dad is a walker, and he his dad walk, like kind of slowly walks over to him and gives him a big hug, and I'm just a mess. He you starts know? getting kind of weak kneed, like yeah. oh, someone catch him, he's gonna, he's uh, yeah. gonna fall. It was really, really, really sweet. So I, you those know, videos get me every. They, time. they kill I mean, me. Yesterday they was the Trevor. anniversary. Trevor. I, a mean, few days before that, it was Tony. I'm choking up watching the, the Trevor <laughs> video with his whole family around. It's just the best, man. I can't even imagine what that feels like. All the. All the ground balls, all the pitches thrown, all the batting practice, you know, all the spring trainings, all the road <laughs> trips, and you're like, hey, man, you are one of the best to ever do it. It just gives me chills every time. So I had no problem with, with Scott getting in. There was a really interesting article, too, um, in The Athletic, and it basically it says baseball's purgatory. This year, Scott Rowland will be the writer's lone entrant into the Baseball Hall of Fame. It's a deserving choice, certainly. But the Hall of Fame and its relationship with the steroid era of baseball has just been exhausting. It's hard to even summon the energy to argue these selections anymore, and the grading saga of the last decade has disconnected a generation of fans from the wonders that's supposed to be associated with the Hall. Um, Two players elected in the last three years by the writers. Two, and only two, in three years. That feels wrong to me. Well, I always like to... Point out David that, Ortiz and Scott Rowland. Yeah, mm-hmm. I always like to point out that when you say, "Yeah, the writers don't know what they're doing," remember, seventy-two percent of them voted for Todd Helton. And he, that's not enough to get in, but that still means that the vast majority of writers believe some of these guys are Hall of Famers. Sure. It only takes a small minority of them, though, to keep a guy out of the Hall of Fame. Yeah. If one in four is a stickler and goes, "Hey," I'm not voting for a steroid guy, then that guy can't get in. If one in four writers has that stance, then the Hall of Fame is shut to that player. 
And, they, you know, that's what we saw with Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens. They had a lot of support. For those people who go, ah, this is insane that you can't put those guys in, everyone was doing it. Well, they got a lot of support from the writers. But all it takes is one in four to have that no-tolerance policy, and the Hall of Fame will remain shut, at least via the writers' wing. I It ties the record, Ben, for any three-year period since dawn of yearly elections in 1966. The other periods with two were from 66 to 68. That was when Ted Williams and Joe Medwick got elected. And then 94 to 96, Steve Carlton and Mike Schmidt. And then 96, 98, Phil Necro and Don Sutton. So, yeah, there's there's certainly not... Um, I like that baseball sometimes only discerning. has one guy going in and is a little more discerning. I don't necessarily... You know, the Pro Football Hall of Fame where they always have their seven guys who go in every single summer and it's... You know, they do it their way and it's a big production, but... I like how special it is to get into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Does that then lead to these situations where you go, okay, but come on, we're really picking hairs here? Like with Andrew Jones, where you just said, his qualifications pretty much scream Hall of Fame, but... Especially based on the other three guys, the only other three guys that did what he did. He did only hit two fifty four in his career. He only had a three thirty seven on base percentage. You know, he struck out a lot. Yeah, he hit some home runs, and I think... With the defense combined with those two things, that, that I think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I what, do. Was he one of the best center fielders of his generation? Unquestionably, without question. There's no the la, the latter part of his career hurt him a little bit. When he was with the Yankees, he was not good. Um, it hurt him. It hurt his. It's it's the hard thing too. If Andrew Jones walks away after. Ten years, maybe he's and, he's and in I don't first ballot. There's been any link to any steroids with Andrew Jones Not that, that I we know, know of. of. But there's also that. Hey, you look at a guy from 1998 to 2005 or 2006, going 31, 26, 36, 34, 35, 36, 29, 51, 41, and then the last few years of his career. Is he getting older, or did they start testing three? 17, These 19, home runs? 13, yeah. yeah, 14 near the end of his career. Is that is that age, or is that they started testing so he had to stop doing steroids? We can be we don't suspicious know. of every single person, pretty much, that played in that era for but good reason. There's so many guys in there linked to PEDs. Pudge Rodriguez being one, and he got in by a very slim margin. David Ortiz linked to PEDs. Got in, no problem. I mean, so it just, boy, these guys are, Jeff Bagwell. Gary linked. Sheffield is linked, uh, actually admitted uh, part of the Balco investigation, but is getting closer. Yeah. Got to 55% yesterday. So, Well, congrats to Scott Rowland. I think he's deserving as hell to, to get in. It doesn't bother me in the slightest that he's a Hall of Famer. All right. We will uh, come back, bottom of the hour, and then uh, we will talk about that Mike Clevenger story uh, that broke yesterday. Obviously, you know, at this point, it's an accusation and an investigation. We will yeah, it's have an open to, investigation. We will have to treat it as such here. Uh, which means treading somewhat carefully, but we will talk about it because we talk about anything that involves Padres, former Padres. So uh, we'll get into that coming up next with Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan.
Jones. SB uh, tweeted, not wanting to let cheaters in the Hall of Fame doesn't make you a stickler, quote unquote. But as I'm, the more I think about it, Woods, the more my feelings evolve on this, I think it should be up to the leagues to determine the punishments and the penalties for whatever rules they want. And if they don't want steroids in their game, then make the penalties very harsh. Uh, You know, they have obviously in recent years made suspensions much longer. And if you take them and you are caught and you are suspended for enough time, you're not going to be able to put up Hall of Fame stats. But if the league let you play and they didn't stop you and they didn't do anything about it, then I don't know that it should be up to Hall of Fame voters to then be the judge and jury when it comes to steroids or or anything else i mean will they hold it against pitchers who were using sticky stuff for years and years and years when hey well it was outlawed late in their career but i know they use sticky stuff for many many years before that and that helped them put up outstanding numbers so in a few years are they going to keep those pitchers out of the hall of fame because they were cheating what's what sort of cheating is worse i just gave you the example of a guy hit 600 home runs and then announced after his career, you know, they never caught me. I used to cork bat every day of my life. Right. Would you then not vote for that guy? No, or I'm, I'm putting him in. Would you put him in? Yeah. I'm so, in. you know, what? I think it's up to the league to determine how to punish cheaters, not for Hall of Fame voters to do that. I, I agree. I mean, I, I absolutely agree. And, you know, I, I it's such a tired sports radio argument. You know, there are going to be people that, I mean, I, I called and yelled at me because I, I said there was a lot of people taking them back then. And there were. I mean, they don't call it they don't call it a steroid era if it's just four guys. Right. It's not it's like four guys does not an era make. Um what you saw, though, is, and again, you're talking to somebody that's taken testosterone for seven years, right? And it basically, uh, it help, it helps me recover, and I need it for low T and, and everything else. But, you know, what, what are the lines? What are the, where are your lines as far as cheating goes? Where, where, where is your line? Is it a corked bat? Is it uh, sunscreen on your hands? Is it uh, amphetamines? Is it, green, you know, a greenie, uh, which they used to have in jars, uh, in MLB clubhouses. Is that because I've taken greenies too? They're pretty fantastic as far as getting you locked in for a game. Yeah, it, it upped my focus, took a little pain away, and I was able to play better on them. Is that cheating? Yeah, probably. But if they're in, if I'm a big leaguer and they're in big league clubhouses for two decades, what, what am I really doing wrong? Well, I think, you know, baseball should have strict rules. They shouldn't be in clubhouses, they shouldn't be used. And if you can. Test for substances that you don't want in your game. There should be rigid and strict testing pro- protocols available. And that, there are. The there set, are now. Uh, yeah, and there are now. And I think there is way less steroids in the game. Are there none? No. I mean, you know, the, the chemistry, the guys, they're always looking for ways to beat the system. And I'm sure there are some who are still trying it. But I, I guarantee you it's way less than it used to be because there is now testing and there are stricter penalties. And I- that's That was baseball's decision to to do that they could have done that earlier as well i always ask what the line is you know what is your line you know gaylord perry used to he literally i mean eddie harris is modeled after gaylord perry who probably did put snot on the ball uh to make his curveball drop another two to three inches is that cheating i think by the letter of the law yes it is by the letter of law do i think that gaylord perry should not be in the hall of fame because he put snot on a baseball no i don't you do what you can get away with, I think. I mean, b- within reason, I guess. I mean, what is your line? What You listener out there, the guy that wrote you, you know, you wanting to keep cheaters. What is your line, SB? 
What's your line for cheating? And then there's Pete Rose, who was never accused of cheating in in his career in the Pete game. Pete Rose took some greenies, though. Probably. I, I, no, no, not but, probably. But I guarantee you he <laughs> took some greenies. But is not going into the Hall of Fame for poor character. What's your line? That's what every person has to ask themselves. What is your line as as it pertains to being a cheat? Well, get, and then like think about Alex Rodriguez may not get into the Hall of Fame. Probably won't. Did something wrong? Correct. Cheated. Cheated. Then did the right thing by coming clean, admitting it, and taking a severe punishment. The longest punishment. Now, is, if can't. he would have just been like, I don't know what they're talking about, right? Would he be? Would he get in the Hall of Fame then? Because David Ortiz got in. Yep. Jeff Bagwell so got in. Is he going to get Punch Rodriguez is got in. getting punished for doing the right thing? Jose Canseco, who's a massive clown, we can all admit. <laughs> Basically said, I used to take Pudge Rodriguez into the stall at Arlington Stadium and shoot his ass full of Winstroll. He's a Hall of Famer. Has Jose Canseco been wrong about anyone, by the way? Is there anybody that he's mentioned that doesn't have a cloud over them? No. Clown or not, the dude opened everybody's eyes uh, to, to the abuse of steroids in baseball. So uh, what is your line? And if you're comfortable... With your I think stance? my line is that I don't want to be the one making the line. I just yes, want, exactly. I, I just want to judge. You want them to tell you the line, their career, and what they did on the field during their career, and then let baseball tell me what the line is. If they want to make, if they want to say, "Hey, anyone who ever took steroids is ineligible, and that's it," then fine. But don't like don't if let Major League Baseball it. dropped really dropped the hammer on the Astros and took away their championship then you would say that you know Jose Altuve is a one-time all-world uh, series champion not a two-time you know what I'll accept it. if they said if you were ever suspended for steroid use then you can't get in but otherwise you're allowed in then Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens should be in the Hall of Fame because they were never suspended Correct. For steroid use. And at least that's a black and white line. Maybe it's completely unfair to A-Rod, and now Fernando Tatis Jr. would never be able to get in if that's, if that's the line. But at least we'd know what it is. Right now, it's... it's I, Who has any idea Nobody. what the line is? Nobody. No one, has, no one has a clue. And that's the thing, is the fans make their only... Their only uh, they make their own line, and that's okay. I'm not going to tell you your line is wrong. I'm just not. Like... If you have a problem with steroids, I don't have a problem with you. I don't. Um, do you have a problem with pitchers scuffing balls? Because that's cheating. You're getting uh, more movement. You're getting a better grip. It's not the standard ball they gave you. There was a story, I think, about Thurman Munson used to have a rivet on his um, shin guards, and he'd get a ball from the umpire, and he'd scuff the hell out of it, and he'd throw it out to his pitcher. Is that cheating? By the definition of cheating, yes, it's cheating, Right. Um, in the NFL, Antonio Gates is a Hall of Famer, yeah? Got popped for PEDs. I'm voting for Antonio Gates. He's a Hall of Famer in my book. Doesn't change a thing for me, really, honestly. Now, if the Hall of Fame's had rules, again, that said if you've ever been suspended for steroids, you can't get in, then fine. That's their, that's their choice as a Hall of Fame. Go ahead and do that. But they don't have that rule. There's no rule that says they're not allowed in. It's just a bunch of guys and, and a few ladies who make who vote and are trying to decide on this. It's almost unfair to them as well to make them have that judgment. But uh, anyway, all right, let's um, let's go to a much cheerier topic. Oh, yeah, this is what a segue. <laughs> the news that came out, 
about Mike Clevenger yesterday. We will uh, talk about that after this check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. Well, guests on Meadow Woods appear on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. All right, first of all, we're very early in this news cycle uh, of what came out yesterday. I mean, it, it's pretty much a social media post by a woman. Several uh, social media posts. Several social media posts by a woman who uh, apparently was a mother of at least uh, one of Mike one. Clevenger's children. One yes. of, of them. He has three. He's got three kids. Two different women. Two different correct? women. Yep. And the the post uh, made some very serious accusations as to Mike Clevenger's behavior, uh, alleged domestic violence, um, you know, violence or at least incredibly bad behavior toward his children yeah, at times that uh, is very, very troubling. And Major League Baseball is currently investigating the former Padres pitcher who is now a member of the Chicago White Sox to determine, you know, the validity of these allegations. Yeah, we this came out yesterday. Paulie sent it to me, and I just I read it, and I just went, man. It was just a feeling, um, sadness and disappointment. Um, it's no secret we like liked Mike Clevenger a lot. We had him on the show multiple times. Um, had a little connection with Mike per- within the last month. Yeah, within the last month, had a little connect connection with my son and Mike Clevenger. My my son Bo loves Mike Clevenger. Um, Long haired guys that pitch and or you know. It, it really it broke my heart. I'll, I'll be honest with you because uh, I hate this. I hate this for um, the alleged victims. I hate this for um, everybody involved. I, I just I'm, I was sick to my stomach when I started reading it. And I'll tell you, man, I woke up this morning and I went to uh, her Instagram again, and it it hasn't stopped through the night. And it the things that I'm seeing on there um, make it worse. It just makes it all worse. And it's not just. It's not just this young woman. It's several, several women. It's getting women. worse with every post it gets worse. that she puts out. Right. And you look at it and you go, good God, you just never know, you know. And, and I don't I don't feel guilty for enjoying Mike Clevenger doing fun interviews on our show. I don't um, at all. But I was certainly really uh, disappointed yesterday when I when I read this news. And I'm, I'm just so sad for his, his family and his daughters. Um it's just a terrible, terrible situation. Now, he has come out with a statement. This is new. He did not speak yesterday. But last night, uh, his lawyers put out a statement that says he emphatically denies the allegations. He has never harmed Miss Feinstead or his daughter. We will not comment on her motives for bringing these false allegations. Her baseless threats and accusations over the last few months have regrettably escalated, culminating most recently in deeply disturbing threats towards Mike and Mike's family. Her threats and her pattern of abusive behavior are well documented. The simple truth is that Mike has done nothing wrong. Um, as I'm reading through her uh, posts, I, 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 I have a hard time believing that just as a human being and seeing uh, other people validate what she has said, other people that that he has been uh, linked with and, and romantically involved with um, screenshots of texts and Instagram messages from these people. And it just, I, I just said, man, you need help. That dude needs help. Period. The end. And this is, this is the abyss for Mike Clevenger. He is in it right now, and he needs to, in my opinion, in my opinion, he he needs to get into some sort of counseling slash rehab slash um, therapy because the the things I was reading, I went, man, this is classic. This is classic 
uh, abuser behavior. It's classic uh, manipulation. Um, and it just was heartbreaking. Every single post was worse than the one before. And the motive, you know, people, I, I saw people yesterday questioning her motives. And even Mike Clevenger did in his own statement. Um, she said in, in one of her posts, hey, use your heads. Like, we are dependent on Mike's paycheck. I am not trying to sue him for money. All I want is for him to get therapy, which he is he has promised he would do and never has. I want him to stop abusing his his the two women in his life and their kids. I want him to get help. My kids suffer if he doesn't make money. Does that make sense? So this doesn't feel like a, a money grab, um, not like she's trying to get her bag from him. Like she wants him to be a good person and get help. And, uh, man, I, I, I really had a tough time with this story yesterday. It really kind of made me. I didn't feel like I didn't feel like I got, like, snowed because we talked to him on a very surface level. Hey, man, it's the playoffs. Oh, awesome, right? Like, hey, you really if, if worked you, hard if from you your Tommy John. If you had the interactions with Mike Clevenger that we did, you would have liked him, too. Absolutely. And But it's also a good reminder that the surface interactions you have with a person does not necessarily reveal the deeper character of that person. You can have bad interactions with a person and think, yeah, that guy is a jerk. I don't like him. Could be the best and guy in the world. Could be the most upstanding, you know, uh, man behind the closed doors. It's that is not telling of necessarily who a person is, and we've seen that many, many times. Where uh, you know, there's there's the person that is presented in public, and then there's a different person who is in private that has a very different that has a very different life. The the only thing I could think of as a father of two is, my God, these kids deserve better. They deserve better than than the life that they've had uh, to this point. And I, I have no patience in my life for a crap dad. I just don't. I just, I just, I don't understand it. They didn't ask to be to be brought into this world. It's your responsibility to take care of them, to protect them uh, at all costs and at any cost. So I just don't have any patience for it. I don't. And and you know all the the other relationship issues i mean if he did put his hands on her as she has showed you know pictures uh, on her instagram i mean there's just no excuse for it there's none and it it's the dude needs help badly the other element here and, and we're near the top of the hour uh bryce miller wrote a, a column in the ut the title is what did the padres know and yeah. what could they have done related to the mike clevenger allegations i've got questions and i sent you guys kind of my question yesterday about mlb and how it operates because and and we're right up against the the clock and I want to I want to continue this after the break but I have I have a question and and maybe you have an answer for me maybe not but um if this girl does not put this out yesterday or do we ever know about it the reason that we know about this today is because of what she shared but he's been under investigation since July what's going on why why did it ta- why would this take 7 months all right, we'll uh, we'll continue this conversation. We'll also play some take on Woods coming up as we kick off our seven o'clock hour serious subject. Ben and Woods on ninety seven three The Fan.